This is the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best tips and strategies in the world to help you become a smarter, more effective tennis player. You'll hear interviews with pro tour doubles players and coaches, including easy-to-use lessons to improve your game and win more matches. My name is Will Bocek, founder of the Tennis Tribe, doubles strategy coach, and host of the show. Hey everyone, in this episode, I'm going to talk about when to play two back in doubles. This is a topic that I don't talk about a lot. Um, I don't really think about it a lot because I like to get to the net uh, personally, and um, that's kind of one of my strengths. And yeah, as a result, I, I don't read or I don't write about it a lot. I don't talk about it a lot. But um, there are scenarios where playing two back in doubles does make sense. Um, a few weeks ago, I was playing in a tournament, talking to a friend named Patrick, who I play against in, in tournaments and leagues and things like that. And he was saying that he couldn't find a lot of information online about playing two back. So that kind of inspired this. So uh, what I will discuss is uh, why we should play two back in doubles in certain scenarios. Uh, when should we do it when we're the return team? When should we do it when we are the serve team? And then what should we do when we do have two back against certain scenarios? So if we're playing against uh, two players at the net or one up and one back, um, and we have two back on our team, how should we uh, think about that? How should we handle that? Um, so to start out, I want to answer the question, uh, why would we want to play two back in doubles? So the main reason we'd want to play two back in doubles is if the net player is getting attacked. So that could be you or your partner. It could be as the serve team if you have a weak second serve. It could be as the return team if uh, the opponent has a big serve and the opposing net player is poaching a lot and attacking your partner at the net. Um, there's a lot of different scenarios, but in general, the reason to move backwards in doubles or in tennis in general is to buy yourself more time. So if the opposing team is getting to the net, if they're hitting at you and you're at the net, you're not going to have a lot of time to react. So one of the easiest ways to give yourself more time is simply to back up. And that's why we would play two back. So if your partner is getting attacked, um, it is a good idea to pull them back to the baseline and uh, give them more time and then hopefully um, extend the point so that you can get ahead in the point and potentially get to the net and, uh, and finish the point off. Um, before you do pull that partner back, though, I, I would encourage you to look at a few things um, to see if you can make some other adjustments as well. So uh, one scenario that comes to mind for me is in mixed doubles, uh, a few times I've had situations where, um, you know, I'm not the strongest server, my partner maybe has a weak serve, and we're both getting attacked at the net. And rather than coming back to the baseline to buy ourselves more time, uh, what I've done in a lot of cases is um, have my partner play right on top of the net uh, and maybe over a little bit towards the doubles alley. And you'll never, uh, you'll never tell me, uh, or you'll never hear me say that you should cover the doubles alley, but in, in, there are a few situations where you should. Um, so if it's the case where I'm playing like an 8-0 match 
and I'm playing against a, a really high level four or five guy and I have a, um, I don't have a very strong second serve and they're just ripping returns at my partner at the net. Um, what I've had her do in the, in the past is move really close to the net, stand kind of by the devil's alley. And even if they do rip returns at her, all she has to do is get a racket on it. And usually it'll kind of trickle over the net for a winner. Um, sometimes it might be a framed volley. Um, a lot of times she, she's actually a really good volleyer. So sometimes she'll hit it uh, pretty clean for a winner and then they'll quit going at her. Um, so we'll still get the advantage of having the server's partner at the net, um, but they won't be able to attack her as much. So if someone at the net is getting attacked, a lot of the times it's because they're standing too far back or um, they are just in the wrong position. So I would look at that before you do pull the player back, but um, a lot of times if they are getting attacked, it is best to pull the player back. So um, that's why we might want to play two back. So next we'll talk about returning. So this is more common in returning than it is serving playing two back. Uh, sometimes you'll see the pros play two back on the return, um, especially if uh, it's two singles players. Like you'll see, um, I've seen Sam Query and Steve Johnson do it. Uh, I've seen um, Fabio Fognini do it with some of his partners because um, he's so good from the baseline. Uh, players like that who are just really comfortable from the baseline and they will take the matchup of their ground strokes against your volleys. Um, so when returning, uh, we might want to play two back if the opponent has a really big first serve and we're really defensive on the return uh, and the opposing net player is able to be aggressive and really attack our net player um, as the returner's partner. So uh, if we want to buy ourselves a little more time on those first serves, uh, pull the returner's partner back to um, get a little more time, play a little bit better defense. Uh, usually you don't have to do that on the second serve. Usually they can come forward because the second serve is going to be a little bit weaker. Um, another scenario where it might make sense to play two back is if the opposing team is serve and volleying, and you keep getting stuck in these positions of uh, you have one person up and one person back, and then they end up with two players at the net. Uh, in the podcast episode with Gigi Fernandez, she talked about that being the worst scenario that you can get in, in, in uh, during a doubles point. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that 100%. I think that's definitely true some of the time. Um, but uh, there are other times where I would say two up versus two back is a worse scenario. But um, yeah, it, it kind of depends. But it, regardless, if you keep getting stuck in that situation and it's not working, uh, try to pull your uh, partner, the returner's partner, back to the baseline to buy them some more time. So next I'll talk about uh, the serve team. With the serve team, when should we be playing two back? Um, it's much more rare as the serve team. Uh, you'll never see this, um, or at least I've never seen this on TV uh, as far as pro doubles goes. Uh, but there are some scenarios where you might want to play two back. Um, the one time I've done this in the past, and I think I've talked about this on a previous episode, was um, I, I'm a better returner than server. My serve's not super strong. So I was playing uh, against a player who was returning in the deuce court and they kept lobbing 
my partner at the net. So I was hitting a running backhand in the ad court, which is not a good scenario for me. So I pulled my partner back uh, on my serve in the deuce court so that he could hit the ground stroke after they hit the lob. And then I would serve in volley. Uh, and it actually worked quite well. Um, I lost my first two service games before I did that. Then we made that adjustment. And then I think I held like four of my next five service games or something like that. So um, that is a scenario that um, where I had to pull my partner back and we played two back serving. Uh, there's not really any other scenarios I can think of. I mean, I guess if you feel like you and your partner are both so good from the baseline that um, you really want to just play two back, um, you can do it. But you're really leaving a lot on the table as the serve team, not having uh, a player at the net to kind of clean up any weak returns. So uh, something to keep in mind there. Um, but again, overall, return team, uh, it's okay to play two back at times. Serve team, we generally don't want to do it, but um, there are a few scenarios where we will. So um, let's assume that uh, we get in the middle of a point, um, we're not talking about the serve and return, but we're in the middle of the point, we end up with two players back at the baseline. How should we handle different scenarios uh, that we run into during a point? That's what I want to discuss next. So the first scenario we'll talk about is when we are playing two back and then we're against a team that is playing one up and one back. So how should we handle that? Uh, so in general, we want to, um, most ground strokes, we want to hit to the person further back in the court. Now, the exception to that is if we have, for example, a short forehand where we can you know, really uh, attack the opponent at the net or something like that. But in general, you want to play it to the deeper person in the court. Uh, if the opponents are in the um, the deuce court, so if the, the player whose back is in the deuce court and the player at the net on the other side is in the ad court, um, we want to focus on getting the ball deep to that back player. And if you're the player, uh, this is going to be kind of hard to follow, but um, see if you can visualize this with me. Um, so if you're the player in the ad court, so the player back on the other side is down the line from you in the deuce court. If you get a ground stroke, especially if you can hit a, um, if you're comfortable with your backhand or if you can hit a kind of inside out forehand, um, one thing that I like to do a lot is play it deep down the center of the court. Now, you want to be careful here not to miss too far to the right because then you'll hit it to the opposing net player's forehand volley. But if you can get it past them and towards that middle kind of service hash mark um, deep in the court, then the opponent will have a backhand, uh, and this is assuming everybody's right-handed, uh, but the opponent will have a backhand from the center of the court, and that's a really good ball to follow into the net. Um, so uh, ideally, um, it's going to be a lot easier, obviously, for the ad player to do that than the deuce player. The player in the deuce court really should be focused on uh, just keeping the ball cross-court and avoiding uh, the opposing net player and um, ideally, uh, you want to look for the, the right opportunity to move forward. Um, another option for that player in the deuce court is to lob down the line, uh, and you can get the opposing uh, back player to have to hit a running backhand. Um, when you hit that lob, uh, 
you can, there, there's a few different approaches. Uh, one, you can hit it pretty high with high margin over the net player. Um, another one that, that I've started to do a little bit more recently is rather than um, hit a really high lob, uh, it'll still go high over the net, but it won't be, um, you know, your traditional lob. It'll be more of like a high topspin forehand. And I'll hit it down the line into the doubles alley. And the opposing net player, depending on how aggressive they are, is never going to be able to recover and hit this high backhand volley. Um, and if they can, then it's it's going to be generally a pretty weak shot to move forward on. Um, and that will often turn into to actually a winner, um, especially if you've got a good cross-court rally going. It's a good change-up um, to just hit kind of a high topspin uh, forehand down the line there to the opponent's uh, backhand volley. Um, if they're kind of shifting, if they continue to kind of shift towards the middle, um, you'll be able to get them on that. So um, that's another scenario uh, where you can um, kind of take advantage of the opposing net player's aggression. Uh, so let's flip it around. So let's assume that the opponents have the uh, net player on the deuce court and then the back player in the ad court. So in this scenario, it's a little bit different. Uh, the opposing net player has a backhand volley in the middle, which is a little bit weaker. Uh, they're not going to have as much reach with that backhand volley. So the player in the deuce court can continue to uh, rally down the line. What I usually like to do is rally into the doubles alley um, and try to get the back player uh, to hit a backhand. Um, but if I get a short ball, um, a lot of the time I'll take my forehand low down the middle uh, near the center net strap and get that opposing net player to try to kind of stab at a backhand volley. And you can force a lot of errors that way. Um, if they don't hit it, it can cause some confusion. Uh, and their partner at the back has to kind of reach for this running forehand. So that's a good short ball to kind of follow in to the net um, if you're in the deuce court there. Uh, from the ad court, um, you've got a pretty good angle here to, to get it out wide to the opponent's backhand. Um, in general, I, I wouldn't go down the line at the opponent's forehand volley, again, unless you have a, a pretty good opportunity. Um, or if they're being super aggressive and you just need to keep them honest. Uh, but in general, again, when we're playing against one up and one back and we have two back, uh, it's usually best to hit to the person at the baseline, try to push them back with good depth, uh, and try to get it to their weaker shot, usually the, uh, the backhand side. So uh, next, what if we're playing two back and we're playing against two up? So this is the scenario when we're potentially returning against a team that serves in volleys and we decide to play two back. Um, the episode I did uh, at the beginning of the podcast with Craig O'Shaughnessy, he said he and his partner used to communicate in, in this scenario and they would know every time that there was a ground stroke from the person at the baseline. Um, and this is goes for two back or one up, one back. Um, they would know that they're going at a particular player's backhand volley, the weaker player's backhand volley. So what I would do is, is kind of figure out which player is weaker. Uh, and then when they're both at the net, uh, you and your partner get on the same page about this. Hey, in general, we're going to be attacking that player's backhand volley. Um, and then, you know, if the opponents start to make adjustments, like, uh, for example, in the tournament I played a few weeks ago, 
uh, we kept doing this uh, and the player was in the deuce court uh, and we kept going just to the left of center to their backhand volley and they kept kind of shifting more and more towards the center, closing really hard at the net. Uh, and I told my partner, hey, they're closing hard. They know we're going at that backhand volley now. Uh, next time you get an opportunity, lob to that deuce court instead uh, because he's so close to the net. Um, and he actually did it on a, a game point, I believe, and we won the point. So um, you want to be kind of making those adjustments as you see them uh, and, and notice kind of what their positioning is. But uh, it's it's generally best to attack the weaker player's backhand volley. Uh, if you can keep it low, that's ideal. Um, and then both players should be kind of studying the movement of the opposing net players. So if they're really crashing the net hard, talk with your partner about that and say, hey, uh, we've got a good opportunity for a lob here. Or if one of them is kind of uh, pressing towards the middle a little bit more, say, you know, tell them, hey, on this next one, when I get a forehand, I'm going to take this one down the line because they're really pressing towards the middle hard. Um, so really stay observant. Uh, notice what they're doing when it's two up. Um, but a, kind of a primary strategy, again, is to attack the weaker player's backhand volley. So um, hopefully that helps. Uh, the, the last scenario is uh, two back against two back. Uh, this doesn't happen very often. Um, if that does happen to you, I would say work on your net game because that will be a, uh, a strategic advantage for you um, to try to get to the net against players who uh, are playing two back um, or teams who are playing two back. But if you do get in a scenario where it's two back against two back, um, again, it's a lot of the same stuff. So focusing on depth, hitting it to the weaker player. Um, if you can hit it to their weaker side, um, that would be uh, ideal. Uh, figure out if they like pace versus high loopy balls or if they struggle with slice or if they struggle with slow balls um, and just kind of uh, throw some variety in there and figure out where the weakness is and just continue to deliver that as a primary pattern. Um, another option there if the opponents are playing two back is uh, to try to bring them to the net. If they're playing two back, they're probably pretty uncomfortable at the net. Um, so you could uh, you know, on any opportunities, hit a, a short angle or a drop shot. Um, a drop shot even in the middle of the court uh, would work really well so that you kind of take away their angles. Um, and then uh, you'll get them in a little bit more of an uncomfortable position. So uh, hopefully this episode has helped. Again, this is this is something I really don't talk about a lot because I like to get to the net and I... Um, I mostly uh, talk and, and write about uh, net play in doubles because it is so important. But um, playing two back does make sense sometimes. And uh, this was a really, um, really fun episode to think about. And uh, hopefully it helped all of you out a lot. So uh, if you have any questions, um, definitely uh, reach out. You can always reply to the newsletter um, or you can leave any questions in the comments uh, on the show notes, you can go to thetennistribe.com slash podcast to find this episode and any other episodes. Uh, and I'll link to all of the things that I've mentioned here in the show notes as well. So uh, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time. If you're a doubles player, you'll love our weekly doubles newsletter. Every Thursday, we send you doubles tips and strategies to help you improve your game 
and become a smarter player. When you sign up, you'll get a free 10-page guide on how to play with more confidence and dominate at the net in doubles. You can go to thetennistribe.com to sign up now.